0: Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. So this week we have on a friend of mine, Allie, uh, who came to talk about roller coasters and kind of like sort of theme parks in general in some ways and also theme park accidents. (laughs) It goes a lot of different places. Yeah, I I guess we should put a very mild content warning that there is some non-graphic discussion of mishaps that happen at theme parks. So if that kind of thing is just a hard nope for you, just letting you know in advance. Now, and you, you don't ride roller coasters, which you mentioned in the episode. Yeah, I do not. I, I have a long history of not riding roller coasters. The only coaster that I have ever been on is Space Mountain, which I went on once as a child because my father insisted that it was not a roller coaster, which uh, I did not enjoy at all. <laughs> it was not, not my thing. Um, I think he had some kind of theory that because I couldn't see, that then I would not be afraid of heights. Not really sure that this logic tracks that that things are less scary in the dark it was maybe not his best <laughs> conclusion to draw. But yeah, I have some sort of like brain problems that that make them feel much more violent, and also I don't like heights, so not my speed. Yeah, kind of a fun, a good mix of just yeah. like not not a great thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm very happy to wave at other people while they go on them. <laughs> I used to not be a roller coaster person, and then I like gradually like progressed into like you know like the little roller coasters and than like Space Mountain, but I was terrified to go on any roller coaster that had a loop in it. Uh, and my brother, there was one year we were at Disney and my brother took me to Disney Quest because they had that, like, build your own roller coaster thing to, like, test and see if I could handle doing, like, a loop or an inversion or anything because I wanted to ride rock and roller coaster at Hollywood Studios. And and I was, like, ready. I was like, okay, great. I got this handled. We can do this. But my brother uh, failed to tell me that it goes zero to 60. Mm. So that was a fun, like, experience. I was ready for I was ready for it to go upside down. I was not ready to be shot into going upside down. I'm still not like I can only do like the baby indoor roller coasters. I can't do anything big. Yeah, I mean, you know, I respect the people who, who are into it who are adrenaline junkies in that way, but I, I get my rush somewhere else. I get my rush from podcasts. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. And speaking of podcasts, I am going to be a little bit unorthodox and actually plug somebody else's show, because uh, after you listen to this, not before, but after the great Polygon podcast, The History of Fun, did an episode on roller coasters and on the history of roller coasters, which will touch on a bunch of stuff that we did not and maybe of interest to people who enjoy this episode. And they also did one on water parks, which discusses at some length uh, Action Park in New Jersey, which which Ollie brings up later yeah it's a good supplement to kind of the conversation that we have yeah but here we are loading into the cars and the harness is coming down and we're ready to go into the episode but not zero to 60 but sort of like that Yeah, Allie, thank you so much for coming on and and spending this evening with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you want to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do, and uh, introduce what you brought to talk about today.
1: Okay, I am Allie. I am a freelance illustrator slash coffee maker slash cosplayer. And I uh, know too much about roller coasters Former amusement park rides and amusement park incidents. <laughs> I guess it's the politest way to put that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like okay, cool, cool. Oh, accidents. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it started off with accidents as the problem, and just kind of got tamer somehow.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah how did how did this interest of yours uh, start? Was it just like kind of a like a rogue Wikipedia search on like weird things that have happened at amusement parks?
1: A little bit, yeah. I I'm like a fiend for Clickbait articles, like I'll be scrolling down Facebook and I never post on Facebook, I just like scroll through it, see what other people are doing. And then there will be an article that's like, you'll never believe these 10 things that happened to this woman in Walmart. And there was one that was like, you'll never believe these 10 like horrible things that have happened in Disney. And I was like, oh, I bet I can't believe it. And so I clicked (laughs) on it and I just spiraled horribly and now it's just it's my life
0: <laughs> your secret life that you don't tell anyone about no, because
1: nobody wants to hear about it <laughs> Nobody wants to to hear like, Hey, did you know that there was an alien versus predator ride at Disney World? People are like, okay, cool. So let's talk about the news. <laughs> Things that actually matter.
0: <laughs> so I feel like I have to ask then, do you actually like riding roller coasters? I do.
1: Um I used okay. to I used to not. I used to like hate roller coasters. I was a really big baby and then like I think I was like like sixteen or seventeen when I actually started going on roller coasters. And now it's to the point where I am like literally I can't can't think of a single roller coaster I would not ride at this point. There, Actually, no, that's a lie. There's one in, I think it's like Malaysia, that like takes you to a certain point and makes you spin. That one I wouldn't ride. But every other roller coaster, yeah.
0: I was gonna say, I just had a visceral reaction. I'm very much like, I feel like roller coasters are probably one of the most polarizing. Either you love them, or you hate them, or you can't ride them at all. So mm-hmm. like,
1: yeah, and I'm just like, yep, I want to ride all of them. And I, I used to not at all. I don't I don't know why it changed, it just did. Now I would have probably a hard time not wanting to ride something, as long as I know it's safe. That's actually, That's. I'm going to amend that, as long as I know it's safe.
0: I was going to say, so you became enthusiastic about terrible accidents at theme parks, and that made you less afraid to ride <laughs> roller coasters. I have some questions.
1: <laughs> I crave speeding down a rusty track at 90 miles an hour and plummeting to my death. Uh, no, um... <laughs> No, I like I like started riding roller coasters, but I didn't get like into like the facts and like the weird stuff until like about a year ago. And I think that it's probably because I haven't been to an amusement park in a couple of years that I am just like trying to live vicariously through other things, not through the incidents, but through everything else. But I think that I would probably now now at this point, I'd probably be the worst person to ever go to Disney with because (laughs) I would be like, hey, did you know that like people have drowned in the Tom Sawyer Lake? nobody wants that nobody wants to hear that (laughs) nobody wants to hear about the deaths at the happiest place on earth it would be terrible minty and i were uh driving and you guys have had minty on the the show but we Mm -hmm. she and i were were driving and like through baltimore i think it was and um we drove past king's dominion and i was like oh man king's Dominion, i want to go there someday and she was like yeah whatever she doesn't like roller coasters she's just just always like i don't i don't understand this i'm like three people have died there and she just like kind of looked up from her phone she's like that's great um why are you telling me
0: this (laughs) it's not really great for the sales brochure for the person who doesn't like roller coasters (laughs) no i probably
1: not and the incidents are like a thing i know a lot about unfortunately but like fortunately also just started appreciating the rides themselves because some of them are just mm-hmm. so damn weird.
0: You know, you said that you don't really know why you kind of went from not liking roller coasters to, to really enjoying them. Was there a moment though that where you were like, Oh wait, no, I do like this and I and I wanna go on more? Like was there like a I don't know, like a seminal like roller coaster moment of like a dawning of like, oh wait, no, I do like this. <laughs>
1: um, I remember that like um so I grew up like about an hour or so away from Cedar Point and so I would go like every year multiple times a summer and it kind of just, like, I kind of would be like, okay, like, this roller coaster is high, but it doesn't have any, like, loops. I'd be okay with that. Or, like, this coaster has a loop, but it's not very high or anything. I'd probably be okay with that. And it just kind of kept escalating until I went on the Raptor. And that coaster is just, like, pretty old, but it's like really smooth still. And I think that one was just the most fun that I'd ever had on a roller coaster ever. Your legs are hanging on it and it does a lot of like loops and rolls and stuff. And I just got off of it and I was like, oh, I want to do that again and again and again. And it's probably the most comfortable coaster at Cedar Point still too.
0: Is that part of what you like about the kinds of coasters that you enjoy? I mean, like, because I think everybody, I, I do not ride roller coasters because I have serious problems with vertigo so it's not not a great combination oh yeah but um it seems like people who are enthusiasts for roller coasters they have certain types that they enjoy more than others so if you prefer do you prefer the smoother ones or do you tend to avoid like the wooden ones that uh, i hear shake you around a whole lot actually i
1: really like shaky ones <laughs> mm. <laughs> um uh i yeah i guess like i have preference I like don't really know whether or not I'll like a roller coaster until I've written it because there are some where I think I'll really like them and I kind of get off and I'm like Ugh, that's that's like that's okay or I'll be like oh this this is supposed to be really smooth and then I'll come out of it and my legs hurt I like older roller coasters I like I really liked the Mean Streak um, at Cedar Point which was a really old wooden coaster that nobody yeah. freaking liked um, <laughs> and the, so the lines were for it were so short and so you could just get on. And it was, like, a pretty decently long ride, too. And, like, just get on it over and over and over again. And they actually recently remade that coaster. And I haven't gotten to ride the remake, but it's supposed to be a lot smoother, so I'm interested to see how that compares.
0: On the contrast, are there things where, like, you'll ride a coaster and you'll be like, oh, that's just not, like, it's fun, but it's not really my jam? Like, because I feel like, I don't want this to become a Cedar Point episode, but the problem (laughs) is it's like, I also know all of that. So I'm like, it's like, I know people who'd be like, oh, I love Millennium Force, but Top Thrill Dragster is just what whatever you go really high it's not like a big deal like are there things where you're just like eh? it's a coaster but it's not like it's not your jam
1: yeah well and the thing is is that like i've only ever been to two um different theme park three different theme parks sorry in my in Life and one I've been to the most is Cedar Point, so that is the one I have the most like experience with. But um, yeah, I hated the Mantis, but I think that was just a general reaction to it because you stand up on that one. That one just sucked because I had recently gotten my ears pierced and so my oh. head banged around a lot. <laughs> I've also had a problem, and it doesn't happen every time I'm on the Maverick, which is like this one that has like this really steep. It's, it's a really fun coaster that's got like a ninety-one degree hill, and I don't have this problem every time that I'm on it, but it's got um this, like, restraint that, like, when it comes down, it doesn't come back up like it locks. It'll continually lock if you press down on it, and so sometimes it will happen where, during the ride, it will get pressed down further, and by the end of the ride, my legs will be just, like, stuck <laughs> yeah yeah and and sometimes you're waiting there for a minute before your train gets back to the station and i'm just like please i cannot move my legs <laughs> right? it's
0: like i had a great time now i can't walk yeah. like-, <laughs>
1: like i had a great time i would like to be able to to move my legs again. Thank you.
0: Do you have a a favorite coaster? Like what what is the specific combination of things that really hits your sweet spot the most? Because I mean, you've mentioned like there's some question of the length of the ride, um, maybe the smoothness, maybe the design of the harness because you don't want to be uncomfortable while you're on it. Do you have like an an ideal or or what are the characteristics of your favorite coaster if you have one? Uh,
1: Length is definitely a big thing for me. I like longer rides. One of the reasons I don't like the dragsters because it's so short. I like length a lot i like um airtime like where you get that little swoopy feeling in your stomach i so i think the millennium is my favorite actually at cedar point there are a couple that have like come close but um it's it's probably the millennium because it's It's got, like, some weird bits to it, but it's Mm -hmm. still, like, classically good, too.
0: Yeah, it's kind of got the vibe of, like, not quite a wooden coaster, but it's it's not, like, it's not trying to wow you with, oh, and you flip upside down 15 times (laughs) through a ring of fire or whatever. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's just, like, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it so well that... It's gonna be great.
0: I'm curious because I feel like the traditional response to getting interested in like accidents and mishaps at theme parks would be I don't want to go to a theme park or ride a roller coaster. (laughs) And you had the opposite reaction.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just well, well, because a lot of accidents are because people are just stupid. Like a lot of the ones I was reading about at Disney were just like, oh, these people like, stayed on Tom Sawyer's Island until after the park closed, and then they drowned because they're stupid, and they shouldn't have stayed until after the park. Or these people climbed onto the monorail to try and hop the fence. It's normally just people being stupid, but then sometimes it is genuinely the park's fault, and that's, like, kind of, like, messed up, but it's, like, then I also kind of read, like, okay, and this was the reaction to it, and this is how they fixed it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm a little comforted by that. But my favorite, uh, like, places, incidents, are the This place that doesn't even exist anymore. It was, like, this really terrible water park in New Jersey, um, like, during the 70s and 80s. And it just had, like, so many accidents and stuff that it was called... uh, The place was called Action Park, but people started calling it, like, Class Action Park. Yeah,
0: I have heard of this park as well. Yeah,
1: it's... Oh, wow, it's terrible. It's my favorite.
0: (laughs) Do you think having an appreciation for, like, the accidents or, like, the the sort of darker side of roller coasters gives you an appreciation for for, like, when things, when people are doing things right.
1: Yeah, because I've, like, I've listened to a couple people who were, like, operators talk about operating rides, and, like, they'll they'll talk about how, like, some rides are better to operate than others, and some are easier to operate. And, like, that makes me appreciate it, and also just, like, rules that they generally have to follow. Reading about, like, the employees at Action Park actually made me uh, very appreciative towards every park that I've ever been to. (laughs) Because Action Park was like, we're gonna hire 14 year olds and like also sell booze on the premises and like they're not even going to care about who they sell the booze to so we're going to have drunk 14 year olds running this park and now i'm like oh thank you, Cedar Point, for taking everybody so seriously.
0: Plus, the the concept of, like, I think the place I would like to get drunk least is a water park. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, I've been drunk at a water park before, and, like, it's fine. I just don't want to be riding rides while I am right, also doing right. that.
0: Yeah, it's one thing if you're, like, in a lazy river. It's the other thing if you're, like, let's go on this, the, like, you know, the slide or whatever that yeah. spins around in a spiral. <laughs> like, that just sounds like a bad idea all around.
1: Yeah, I just, like, I went on a, a Slide once at the Kalahari, and it was colossal con. So I definitely had been drinking a little bit, and I went on one slide, and just like my friend and I were like, "Oh, that wasn't so bad." And then the last drop happened, and we both were just like losing our minds. Oh, yeah. uh, and it was like twenty times times worse because we had had a few drinks. So wow, I would never want to drink at an action water park. That's that's that was one of the main attractions. Was that they had like a microbrewery on the site at Action Park? So that was somehow that's
0: just that's just a so bad that's yeah just bad. I, they, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the whole point at Action Park, they, I think they, they knew that they were making bad choices. Right. And they, they advertised the fact that they were making bad choices. I think that was sort of the goal there. It was just, oh, it's terrible. Because like you said that like part of this is like, you know, you like you were describing like passing King's Dominion and being like, oh, hey, and like knowing like these facts about it is, are you like into trivia or is it not something like, or is it just like specifically about this?
1: I like have always kind of just like fallen into Wikipedia holes and stuff. Nothing ever this mm-hmm. deep but like i do have a tendency to fall into like wikipedia holes and just like get into trivia about weird things but this is the, just, like the deepest it's gotten and the most useless information i have <laughs> <laughs> if i'm at a bar like at a trivia night one night and they're like what roller coaster is this i will immediately buzz in but if they're asking who won the world series in like 1985 i'm gonna be like no nope i got know. nothing <laughs> So
0: you're you're a specialist.
1: Very, very... Pinpointed specialist, yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you have, like, parks or roller coasters that you want to ride, uh, like, either because of, like, reading about them, maybe not reading about accidents about them, <laughs> but just, like, generally kind of, like, this secondhand experience that you get from from reading about them and being like, oh, I want to go there.
1: Um, I really want to go to um, Knott's Berry Farm uh, in California, not because, like, I have, like, a specific ride I want to go on, but just because, like, every picture I've seen of it has been, like, really cool. It, like, started out as legit, like, a berry farm, and just kind of kept growing. And so they have like all this like berry flavored food there and stuff. And I'm just, yep, that would be fun. And then I have a lot of um, rides that don't exist anymore that I would like to ride. I would love to ride the Alien vs. Predator ride at Disney World. Um, That will never exist again. I would love to ride the Son of Beast at King's Island, but that will never exist again. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. Uh, There have been rumors about that coming back. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of like I, when I ra- watch videos about like rides that used to exist, I kind of like look at him and go, yep, I'd like to ride that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, thank God that thing's gone. I would like to ride, there was a really weird, it wasn't even really a ride in Disney, like Tokyo Disney, Tokyo Disney, um, that was like built underneath Cinderella's castle and it was like this guided tour thing, but then like the villains came after you and you had to like run from them. So I would like to ride it because it was like super creepy and weird and I think that it would be fun, but you're like really heavily, you were really heavily discouraged from riding it if you did not speak Japanese and boy, do I not speak Japanese, um, Because, well, yeah, because they would start yelling like, oh my god, we have to start running away from the villains. And then your entire group would start running. Like. Right.
0: And if you don't know what's going on. I yeah. Would,
1: yeah. You would just have this delay of like, what?
0: Oh. Yeah. I have not been on that, but I have been in similar experiences in Japan with without a significant command of the language where people do in fact start shouting things and you have to try and figure out what's going on and it is quite, it, it does it, it certainly adds to the terror element if it's something that's supposed to be scary Oh god yeah,
1: I just, nothing nothing seems scarier to me than having somebody yell at me in a language that I that don't understand. I think it actually might be worse if it was like a language I knew a little bit of because I would be like oh god I, I'm almost there and I don't know what you're yelling at me and I think that would definitely be the case with like a Japanese or spanish ride because those are the only two languages i know a little bit of
0: do you have like uh because like that ride that you described is very kind of like is centered around a bit of a gimmick do you do you find yourself being like drawn by those rides in, in particular or more than just kind of like a standard roller coaster because there are some roller coasters that definitely try to be like you know have some kind of grander thing to it outside of like it's got five flips
1: <laughs> yeah like, I I appreciate a ride that has good theming. Disney is, like, the kings of good theming. Everything that they do has, like, 20 billion thoughts put into it. Like, they're really good at it. Whereas Cedar Point tried to do good with theming for, like, a hot second and just couldn't do it like disaster transport uh which was like an indoor roller coaster uh was supposed to have theming to emulate state space (laughs) mountain and it just like fell apart and like (laughs) nobody knows what that ride was supposed to be (laughs) nobody it like it was supposed to have like a story to it and everything and like i listened to a podcast once where they were like trying to piece together what the story was And it was, like, apparently in the queue for the ride, there was, like, a poster that said, like, go to Alaska. And then, like, it was supposed to be, like, this thing where, like, like a a natural disaster started happening. So you got into, like, this, like, weird space trip thing and went through like the space portal and you ended up at the end you would end up in Alaska but the only hints that they gave to that were the poster and then when you got off the people would say welcome to Alaska
0: and (laughs) (laughs) that must have been so confusing if you weren't paying attention to like the ride load area yeah Yeah. and
1: so it was just kind of like what do you you mean I'm still in I'm still in Ohio right
0: (laughs) something horrible has happened something horrible
1: has happened and I am not in Ohio Ohio anymore. It's really interesting, like how the theming can like change the ride. Like I used to be scared of disaster transport because it was like this weird space thing. And like, it was dark inside. And I like remember like kind of walking in as a kid and immediately turning around being like, I can't do this. It's too dark. It's too scary. Can't do it. And it wasn't a scary ride. It was just dark. Like, like, Disney is super good at, th- at theming, and I think that makes it interesting. Like, I think that some themes for rides are so weird that it makes me want to go on them. Like, there's, um, like, an entire amusement park that's dedicated to, like, digging for gold. And I'm like, I bet there is nothing good to ride here, but I want to go. <laughs>
0: yeah, Just to, like, experience it.
1: Yeah. Dolly World exists. I want to go to Dolly World.
0: Does that extend beyond to, like, especially with, like, roller coasters? Because I think, at least my touch point is always top dragster Mm -hmm. because that was like that was hyped up so much in you know on on the news and in the commercials for listeners who might not be aware top thrill dragster it was is is it still there
1: um, it's still there.
0: I mean, basically, it was just a vertical ascent, but it was like, I guess the tallest. It was
1: the tallest uh, at the time.
0: And the problem is that it kept getting shut down because it would be too windy. Uh, <laughs> but like, does, does some element of that, like, hype of like, ooh, it's the tallest roller coaster. And does that draw you at all to, to any specific ride or roller coaster? A
1: little, a little bit to an extent because I'm like, oh, that's wild. I want to see what that's like. But like, it's normally like, oh, this is the only one that does this. And it doesn't have to be a longest, tallest, fastest thing. But it's like, here's this really weird element like that nobody else has tried. And it could even be like an element that's probably not even comfortable. (laughs) And I would still be like, that's weird. (laughs) wonder what that feels like. There was a roller coaster that existed for a while, but it doesn't exist anymore. That had it was the last roller coaster to still have um, a vertical loop that was completely circular because uh, most roller coasters now the loops are oval shaped. And I've always wondered what the difference was between one that's circular and oval shaped. And like if somebody was like, "Oh, I've got a circular loop," I would be like, "Cool. Can I just ride that really quick and never think about it again?" Just because, <laughs> just because I want to know what it's like.
0: Yeah, sort of the element of it something being unique versus it being like groundbreaking and. Yeah. and- some kind of way.
1: Yeah, I, I get hooked into clickbait um, YouTube videos a lot that are like the top five weirdest roller coasters. And I'm like, oh, wonder if there's one I haven't seen yet. That normally gets me for a good two, three hours. Uh, it eats up so much time and I love it.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like at this point that you get as much or maybe even more enjoyment out of learning about these rides? As you do actually going on them?
1: I'm not sure, because I ha- it's been so long since I've been to an amusement mm-hmm. park. I kind of want to go to one. Like, this this summer, I, I really want to go to one with my horrible newfound knowledge and see if it either ruins it or makes it better for me. Because I get a lot of enjoyment, like, just sitting there, and I'll, like, be sewing or something while I'm listening. I'm like, ah, that's terrible, or. Ah, wonder what that's like to the point where it's almost like listening to a soap opera but it's it's like not the same kind of like thrill and it's i'm i love. That adrenaline rush. I don't do anything else risky. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's like the weirdest gimmick or or ride you've ever seen or heard about that you've wanted to go on instead of just being like, "Oh wow, that's really weird," and I would never do that ever. But what's (laughs) like, what's that like? What's one of those moments where you listened to something and thought, like, "Oh man, I wish I could experience that."
1: The most dangerous thing that I wanted to experience was definitely Son of Beast because I want to see it with its loop. Gosh, I'm trying to think of um the weirdest thing because it it literally might be the freaking alien ride. That's just one I've been thinking about a lot lately.
0: <laughs> so what is what is this ride? I'm not sure yeah. if I'm familiar with this. Are um, you are you talking about Alien Encounter? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. 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 I know exactly what that oh, ride okay. is. Uh, yeah, that's the one where it wasn't it wasn't a coaster. You just it was like a room. Yeah. Yeah. That you sat in. Um I have been on the like whatever they remade the, the when they, they
1: made it as a Stitch ride, yeah. And I've been on that.
0: It's basically the exact same ride. It's basically, it is.
1: yeah. Except it it was a lot scary. It was like the yeah. the theming was a lot like scarier when it was the original yes. yes. ride.
0: But I I rode it when it was the Stitch ride, and I was still absolutely terrified. Yeah. No, I mean so... they they toned it down significantly, but because they didn't change, I mean it's not really a ride because it doesn't move. The seats the seats move and the um they're sort of they use air blasts and the the harnesses move so that you sort of perceive that things are moving or that things Mm -hmm. are behind you. And people still scream on that a lot. Like people are like, oh, it's Stitch. And they take their kids to it. But because they didn't really change anything super significant about the the experience other than putting Stitch in the middle um, (laughs) and changing the audio, it's a lot of little kids scream. I've been on it once and I never want to do it again. Yeah, I
1: never never wanted to do it again because Stitch burps on you. And I was like 12 Mm -hmm. and I was like, that is disgusting. But I, I remember um, hearing that on the original alien one, they actually had to tell you like through the audio, they had to be like, now you need to quiet down because people were screaming and missing like vital parts of it. So they would be like, <laughs> you have to quiet down. Like if you're quiet, it won't hear us and it won't try to eat us and kill us. And then like, I'm not sure if this made it into the final like alien version, but there was like supposed to be like somebody like from up above was supposed to get caught by the thing and like eaten and you were supposed to hear a crunch and like a, a red water. <laughs> cloud was supposed to like appear
0: like oh mist no cloud. And gosh like, wow that one was just really weird it was a bad day at imagineering that day <laughs> uh, i like
1: i like listened to a thing that was about how it was perceived and stuff and like all the old imagineers were like we're not making this. Like, we're not doing this. And then um, the young Imagineers were like, yeah, screw it, we'll do it. And the old ones actually went to, like, George Lucas and were like, hey, you know this guy. Like, can you convince him, like, to not do this? And then George Lucas actually ended up being, like, in charge of the whole project. It's, it's just, it, it was weird. And then George Lucas's version got made even, like, scarier, and that's the one that ended up existing for some reason.
0: I went to the park when that ride was there, and I, I wanted to go on it at the time and I, I think we did not in the end I definitely, I would not have enjoyed the experience <laughs> regardless of whether or not I thought I might but I mean I, I think that was really the rise of Universal Studios and I think uh, Disney felt that they were sort of a kiddie park and they were yeah. really having trouble competing with the extreme coasters because at the time they didn't have anything like that, they didn't have any thrill rides uh, you know the most exciting thing that was going to happen was like Peter Pan's flight or something You know, it's not yeah. not really a thrill a moment kind of deal it's hard it's hard to compete with that sometimes
1: yeah this guy the guy who like took over like had a teenage son and he like took him to the park and his son was like okay but there was like nothing nothing for like us teens to do and he was like oh well, shoot, we gotta change that. Let's make an alien ride. And it was, it was supposed to be alien versus predator, but then I think they lost like the licensing for some reason. So they had to make it a generic alien.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, cause I was like, I remember being alien. I n- yeah. never knew that, that, uh, wrinkle about it being licensed at some point. That's interesting. As someone who is also a Disney ephemera, like, you know, <laughs> aficionado, I'm like, Oh, that's a fact. I didn't know. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure why they had the licensing for like a second because when I think of Disney, I don't think of alien versus predator. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm curious when you're looking for kind of the, uh, like the trivia and all the like interesting, weird facets of roller coasters and, and kind of like theme parks too. Do you mainly get it through reading articles and listening to podcasts? Have you like watched videos about it? Like, what's your kind of main way that you'll find this information outside of just kind of like, you know, you initially mentioned like scrolling through Facebook and like finding a weird article, but like now when you're looking for it, like what's your source?
1: Yeah, I have a few YouTube channels that I listen to like they there's this youtube channel called defunct land that is like my favorite thing they cover like everything and they have the guy who runs it has episodes detailing like different rides like histories of different rides and stuff and then he has like podcast episodes where he talks to people like involved with stuff there's like a couple like roller coaster channels that i'll listen to which sounds weird but then like good mythical morning has also done like a decent number of theme park and disney like episodes they actually they did my the first episode i saw like of anything i saw about action park was through good mythical morning
0: the roller coaster videos are they like people on roller coasters are they like just about the roller coaster? are they like or P- pov it... kind of things like you know no. where people use a gopro or no
1: um i have seen those like i once even though i've been on all the roller coasters that existed at Cedar point at the time that i was there i'll ri- i'll like be like this is a pv of every roller coaster at Blink Park, and I'll watch that. But um the the one that I'm thinking of particularly, I just had to look it up, was called um Theme Park Crazy. He'll do like clickbaity ones, like 10 weird and unusual roller coasters. But he'll also, he did a video that was like every roller coaster that is going to come out in 2019. or like failed roller coaster, like, oh my god, I forgot about this one. There's a Batman and Robin, the chiller roller coaster at Six Flags. Oh man, that I remember that. That was bad. And like he'll he'll be like, this was a failed roller coaster. These were the roller coasters that used to exist here. And it's interesting like hearing like why the roller coasters failed. Because some of them were just like, oh, it just was old. And some of them was like, no, this the the this had some problems and that's why it doesn't exist
0: is it is it usually that people were injured on the coaster that they or is it just that they were unpopular for some reason that people didn't they were either too extreme or not extreme enough or not reliable and had a tendency to break down but not necessarily catastrophically like have you seen a common denominator in why some of these rides are gone
1: yeah like a lot of it has to do with the way that they're built and conceived like Sometimes a theme park will be like, well, we want this coaster and we want this company to make it. And this company goes like, Oh, well, we can do that, but like they have problems with it or they get too ambitious and it doesn't work out. That was the problem with the chiller was, um, the Batman and Robin one was that it was like too ambitious and did not work out at all. They kind of just like really hacked it up. There is, there are certain roller coaster companies that are better than others. So if I am listening to a video that's like, Oh, this roller coaster got shut down and it was this brand, I'm like, ah of course it was like a little (laughs) snob that knows nothing because I'm sure that if somebody came in who was like actually an engineer and like tried to talk to me about these companies, I would be like, Oh no, please God. No, (laughs) it it mostly has to do with the way that they're like with the way that they're built, like difficulties in their making. Like there was, um, this roller coaster, Bush gardens, um, Williamsburg versus Bush gardens, Florida. They try to have like matching roller coasters. So you're kind of getting the same experience in both places. Um, and they were building this roller coaster in Florida and Busch Gardens was like, "Oh crap, we need um one of those in Williamsburg too." But the company that was making the one in Florida was like, "We don't want to like stretch ourselves thin and be doing two at once. Like we don't we don't think that we can make the second one." So they had to try and find somebody to like match that coaster that wasn't even built yet like perfectly. And they, they, like, this poor company got dragged into it and it did not work out well. Um, and that roller coaster got shut down while the other one still exists because that they just could not mimic the way that the other one was going to be made. And it was just a really bumpy and shitty ride. And, um, yeah, and nobody liked riding it. So it got it got taken down. But the other one in Florida still exists because the other company did it right. You got to feel bad for the company, too, though, because like, it's like, okay, so we want you to mimic what this company is going to do, but have not
0: done yet. Yeah. Then like the engineering and the physics there is so complicated. Yeah. And
1: it's like, I can't remember. There were other problems with it, too. But it was just yikes, 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 yikes. (laughs) <laughs> That's like the most <laughs> elegant way I can put it. Is just yikes.
0: Is there a uh, like a like a reason you've seen a coaster shut down for? That one's pretty. That one's pretty stupid. But is there one where you've seen where you're just like, oh my god, why didn't you guys think of that? Because I always think of oh, there's the double dragon one at Universal Orlando where they like built them too close to each other and they were meant to run simultaneously and mm. they just ended up like kicking rocks up <laughs> and like they would fly into other people and it's like why. <laughs> didn't you guys think about that like do you do you have anyone where you're just like where you you've like read it and you've been like someone should have stopped this at some point um it's not
1: a coaster but the um action park had this um water slide that had a vertical loop in it and that was one where i was like yeah you guys should have seen that coming yeah 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 yeah, that one that one was definitely like i don't even know why you tried that i don't know if there are any other ones that were like really stupid though
0: As, as an orlando native i can tell you well not orlando native but close enough to count because no one knows where I do live because as far as anyone's concerned, most of Florida is Orlando. They just had to take the tail off the the Slinky Dog coaster uh, at Disney World because apparently they had needed to do it for some time because, you know, the whole point is the tail goes back and forth, right? Except there's a lot of forces going on there and apparently it's been hanging on by a thread for quite a while and they had to amputate. Oh no! And this seems like if anybody was going to think of it, that maybe they would have thought of it that that was going to be a problem in the long run.
1: That actually did make me think of Disney's... uh Crap, what's that one? The mountain one with the Yeti.
0: Expedition Everest.
1: Yeah, they had to stop using the Yeti because it was causing too much stress on the structure of the mountain and since the roller coaster is inside of the mountain it was in their best interest to stop using it yeah but um they were like yeah it was just um when we were building it we just kind of messed up our math and i'm like no. are you serious that's your that's that's the excuse we messed up our math we didn't double check our equations and now we have to get rid of this giant yeti that is the most like detailed animatronic ever because we messed up our math uh, I I like read that and I was just like, okay, great. Disney, I'm not very good at math either, but I would make sure I was right on that one.
0: So you haven't been to a theme park in a while you've been watching a lot of videos, so I think that kind of gets you psyched up, right, to, to go back. Mm-hmm. What's what's your day? Like, if you're planning this summer you're going, what kind of day are you planning? Where are you going? Which rides are you going on first? Do you eat before you go on roller coasters? Do you eat after? What's your What's your day at a theme park look like?
1: I just really want to go back to see your point, and I know that's like super boring, but they've added like three coasters since the last time I've been there, and I think I just want to first ride everything, not and you know, that that's a lie. I don't want to write everything I've ever read in there, but um, I want to start off with like ones that I like and kind of like build myself up so like. Midday, I don't want it to be dark yet. Ride like the new stuff, like, um, Maruguru and, um, I can't remember what the Mantis is called now, but they changed it. And Steel Vengeance, cause that's the main streak redo. And then I want to go back and ride everything else again at night. I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't get nauseous really, yeah, unless I'm doing spinny stuff, which is really funny because when I was a kid, I loved spinny stuff. I could like ride things that spun around like five times in a row and be totally fine. But I'm just a very nauseous adult. When when it comes to spinny stuff so I think as long as I'm not eating anything like totally horrific and like chugging beers before I go on a ride I'd probably be cool <laughs> <laughs> like I think they sell beer at, at um Cedar Point I'm just like out of every alcoholic beverage you could sell why beer <laughs> and I think yeah I think that would just like I would have to go to Cedar Point and I'd just have to do everything over so I can move on with my life and go to other parks
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so then to piggyback off of that if you could design like your perfect roller coaster what elements would it have or what would it like need to have to to fit your criteria of like yes this is like the best hypothetical coaster that like, that you could ever go on you personally Ugh.
1: i really love the idea of what they did with the mean streak where they just redid the entire thing like in steel um so mm-hmm. i think i would just want a redo of a really old or bad coaster redone in steel And I would want the ride time to be decent because I just, I hate quick rides. I hate waiting like an hour and a half for something that's going to be over in like five minutes. So I think it would have to be a long ride. And I think that it would be really cool if it was just something that was remade better, which is... I know that remakes, nobody likes a remake, but, but in this case, the, but in this case, I might. Like, if, if King's Island were to be like, we're going to remake Son of Beast and it's going to be cost $100 to write it, I would be like, yep, done tomorrow.
0: Get in the car, drive into Cincinnati right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd be like, I don't even like
0: Cincinnati, but I would drive for it, for that. <laughs> I, I have one last one, I think, go which for it. kind of follows from what we were just talking about. So you've been driving past theme parks with friends and telling them terrible things that have happened <laughs> at these theme parks. And presumably when you go to a theme park, you might want one of them to come with you. So how, how do you pitch to them that this is still a good idea? How do you sell? I can learn about all of these trivia things that are bad and I can learn about bad things happening, but it either doesn't take away from the experience or even adds to it. How how do, you, how do you pitch this to your friends so that they still come with you?
1: Luckily slash unluckily for me, most of my best friends don't like theme parks slash thrill rides. Like, or like my best, some of my best friends are like, "Yeah, I'm afraid of heights. I'm never going on a roller coaster with yeah. you." And so that makes it easy to be like, "All right, done." I would probably pitch it as, "I know a lot about the history. <laughs> <laughs> this ride has a lot of history." I won't tell you if it's good or bad until after we are off of it.
0: (laughs) Uh, So the key is you just don't tell them until later. (laughs) I
1: I probably probably wouldn't be like, as we're getting strapped in, be like, hey, just so you know, about three years ago, somebody lost a few limbs. (laughs) Like... I I would, I would try to be really tactful about it.
0: I don't know, it might be a pretty motivating, uh, safety announcement. Keep your hands
1: inside the vehicle at all times or else you might lose them. It happened about three years ago. Uh, nobody would be happy. I would probably get kicked out of the park.
0: (laughs) for disturbing riders yeah in that situation timing is is really everything (laughs) oh yeah
1: i I would probably like be like oh you know that ride we just rode this happened but we came out okay and don't you feel okay about that (laughs) i guess that's motivational in a way i'm gonna pretend it's motivational and good it's not (laughs) but i'll pretend
0: well i think much like a roller coaster must end so must this time <laughs> that was great, um, <laughs> but thank you so much, Allie, for coming on. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It
0: was. I I didn't know. I, I learned something tonight, so
1: that's fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I um I didn't know about the slinky dog tail. That's actually something I want to
0: go look up. <laughs> yeah, it, it just happened. Like uh, I think the day before yesterday they took it off. So where can people uh find you, find your work, and you on social media? Or if there's anything you want to plug, uh, this is your space. So go for it.
1: Okay. Um, um, my social media is generally um, on Instagram and, well, yeah, just Instagram is uh, Persephone Alley, uh, which is Persephone plus Alley. And that's my cosplay Instagram. And then my art will always be at AKW Illustration on Twitter, Instagram, and my website, which is com. And that's all I got for right now.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much again.
1: Yeah, thank you guys.
0: Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, hit us up there or at our email, GuiltyTreasuresCast at gmail.com. And please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. If you have a moment, if you could please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the site of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Make sure to gather all of your belongings and watch your step as you disembark the podcast. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy you <laughs>